My next guest is was the first guest of this podcast when we started up last year. Ladies and gentlemen, from Sports Radio 810 in Kansas City, the sign reporter for Sporting KC on Valley Sports Kansas City, as well as a host, reporter, and analyst for the KCWOSO, soon to be probably mayor. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Allie Trost. Allie, is everything going for you? It's going really well. It's soccer season, so I'm happy. And yeah, a lot, lot going on. A few new roles for me now since the last time that we talked um, at the start of this podcast. So congrats to you on all the success with that. But yeah, you know, sports returning has really been beneficial for everyone. And it's allowed me to kind of try out some new roles here and get new opportunities. So I'm really excited about that and love being in Kansas City, love covering the sports here and especially the soccer. So how many days are in your week? Like nine? And then how, how does that work? Nope, just seven like everyone else. But wish uh, wish there you know were a couple more days every now and then. Yeah. So much- it's a lot of fun. And you know what? Uh, on the weekends, like if I honestly wasn't covering the games, I'd be watching them or at them most likely. So to me, it's just there's nowhere else I'd rather be. Yeah. How much sleep are you getting? You're just like, all right, wake up. All right, I got, I got two hours today. Ready you to roll. Know- Believe it or not, I actually sleep, I get my sleep. Like I'm in bed asleep by, I mean, anywhere from like 10 to 11 uh, in that range. And then I'm usually up in the six o'clock hour. So I'm, I'm feeling good. I don't, I I used to need a lot more sleep, but I think when you love what you do, like, I know it sounds super cliche, but it's like, that's kind of what gets me out of bed in the morning. So no, I've, I've been remote since last March and I don't need to be up until 10. So my alarm clock is set for nine 56. So you kind of just get rolling with, and hopefully I've got the dogs barking and most of the time it wakes me up. Sometimes yeah. it does, it does not work. Um, but do appreciate you taking the time. So I wanted to talk a little soccer. Soccer's getting going. I think I saw Germany was playing earlier today. Um, a lot of international going, MLS is going. What have been your thoughts on how the season's kind of started up? Yeah, well, for MLS specifically, it's just been really great to see, you know, league, all you know, the league back in action, these teams back in action. Of course, you know, they were kind of hit right at the start of their season with the pandemic last year. I cover sport in Kansas City, and I believe they were just two games into the season getting ready for that third when, you know, everything started shutting down. They put a pause on the season and then went down to Florida and played in the bubble down there for the MLS's back tournament before returning to market. And I mean, that was just a challenge for so many different athletes, so many different sports, you know, soccer included in that. And, you know, from an international standpoint too, it really affected the league just because, you know, a lot of guys that, that make up major league soccer are not from America. And so, you know, that put strain on their families and so many other things like the challenges, the list goes on and on. But I think having a bit more normal, start to 2021 has, you know, served the league well and has served the players really well. So it's been really cool to kind of see some of the guys who entered major league soccer and, um, you know, specifically with the team that I cover kind of getting to see them and how they've acclimated after, you know, year with year one under their belt and not just year one, but year one being that COVID year. So, um, you know, I've been impressed with, with sporting. I've just been impressed with the efforts of so many sports leagues and, and with major league soccer, uh, to get, you know, the game safely back up and running. And yeah, you're talking about the Euros going on right now. That's been so fun. I'm in like a player pool. So that's kind of had me a little bit more interesting games uh, instead of just, you know, the teams or players that I follow more closely. So that's been really, really fun. My team's currently in first place. So hoping to keep that streak going. But 
no, it's, it's been really fun and the competition's just so great, but the Christian Erickson situation, I think kind of stole the headlines there and yeah. for good reason, just absolutely terrifying situation. And, you know, glad to see that he's doing okay. That was, you know, first and foremost, most important. And man, it just makes you realize again, after we already realized after the pandemic, like, you know, sometimes sports take a back seat. And that yeah. was another instance where health and safety first and foremost, and everything else doesn't matter. Shout out to that one guy who recognized it, performed CPR, was also consoling his wife. That dude's a hero. And then shout out to whoever thought out to bring out the, uh, what do you call it? The, what's with, uh, I'm trying to think. John Defibrillator? Like, that's yeah. it, that's it, medical expert. Medical, I'm not, not the best. Yeah, <laughs> no, everybody needs one. Apparently they're like crucial. I saw that apparently this is a medical fact. Don't think about it, but don't don't say, oh, I heard this from Zach. Um, Apparently, if you have a heart attack and you want to try to resuscitate somebody without the defibrillator, you got a 3% chance. If you do have it, 70%. Don't quote me on that, but have a defibrillator. So, Yeah, it. I mean, I read an article earlier today in The Athletic that was kind of profiling Taylor Twelman, and he, of course, was, you know, gathering information yeah. to relay on the broadcast and, and, you know, just kind of giving a behind the scenes look at who he's consulting when things like that happen. And because, you know, I thought this was interesting, you know, in trying in real time to yeah. figure out what happened and speculate without giving, you know, yeah. you know, a false information or yeah. trying or coming off in a way that makes it seem like you are saying definitively what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the medical expert that he had been in contact with, I believe was the chief of the US of, I don't know who it was. So we're not gonna try to- no. They, with, they were a medical expert, no, yeah. uh, but, but they had, you know, relayed to Taylor, yeah. go back in the film. If he had been, you know, if there was contact 90 seconds before he fell, potential head injury, but because there wasn't, yeah. you know, the next thing that they think of is, is with the heart. And it's just scary. I mean, he's 29 years old, but yeah. you know, again, thankfully he's safe. I don't yeah. know if I agree totally with the game. Apparently he wanted them to, I yeah. heard that I, I heard that he FaceTime so, the team. Is that a, what was your thought on that? Do you like, I don't know if that like if the team is in such a fragile state that like all right let's do it let's do it for Christian what do yeah. you think about that so I thought I mean number one I think it's just a miracle that he was like yeah so able to even have that kind of conversation with his teammates so soon after something like that happened I mean I think that just speaks so what a great job you know the team the medical team did to get him like stable and, and in you know good hands yeah as quickly as possible. Um, you know, I think you're right. It was a very, like, everyone's very fragile. It's a very emotional situation, but I kind of feel like they didn't really have a choice. They had been kind of the only alternative was, Hey, or you forfeit three, three nil. Um, so, you know, I think from the standpoint of like wanting to go out there and play I totally get that. I think, you know, everyone at any level of sport has like yeah. had that motivation of like, Hey, go out there and play for so-and-so or play for, you know, this. Um, so I, I totally understand that. And I think that that probably, I would imagine my putting myself in that situation, that would have been very moving to me. Like this is, you know, your teammate, your best friend, someone who, you know, just almost lost their life right in front of you. And they're, you know, they get a second, they get their, you know, second shot at life. And they're telling you, Hey, go out there. Like I totally get the motivation, but there also wasn't like a really good alternative option for them as far as like, Hey, play or, you know, forfeit. Yeah. So I don't know how, you know, where my stance is on that. I think him being okay is obviously makes, you know, that part of it seem a lot smaller now and, you know, maybe less 
controversial, but yeah, yeah I, I just think anytime that human life isn't treated as important as a competition, yeah. uh, it kind of puts a bad taste in everyone's mouth, but I'm glad, yeah. you know, again, that he's yeah. just okay. I want to meet the guy who got the FaceTime thinking his teammate had potentially passed away. And he's like, yo, finish the game. That must've been wild. Well, and I think they knew by the time he was leaving, yeah. you know, he was Apparently he gave the thumbs up of approval, which is always good, which is not a medical thing. Yeah. It just kind of gives yeah. you the fan. Yeah, yeah. It would be very moving. I would yeah, imagine. The thumbs up. I can, my, my spine's okay. I'm good to go. Um, yeah. yeah, no, that was, that was wild. And my, my, my friend, my friend in Copenhagen was like, I don't know if this is reliable, but my, friend's brother works at the hospital where he's at he's good i'm like i don't know if i can really run with that but thank you for the update yeah uh, yeah so that was that was wild that yeah, that was by by far like the, the crazy story of the sports weekend and it's not even close um yeah and then um flipping over to football chiefs obviously people didn't go as planned they kind of retooled made some uh, maneuver around the offensive line lost sammy watkins uh, but added a few pieces what were your thoughts on the offseason yeah you know i think all in all it was a good off season for the chiefs. It's always kind of one of those, like you can grade it, but let's wait and see what really happens before you give a definitive uh, mark as to how well, or, you know, poorly they did. Um, but, you know, addressing the offensive line was the first priority coming into the off season. It was kind of a shock when they did decide to release their two, you know, previously starting tackles and Mitchell Schwartz and Eric Fisher, but, you know, you just got to make hard decisions sometimes sports it's, it's business. And, you know, I think they, they bring in Orlando Brown Jr. That was a fantastic get. They draft Creed Humphrey. Unfortunately, Kyle Long goes down with an injury. Right now, the reporting is that they're expecting him to be good to go for the start of the season. But, you know, you just kind of never know how some of those things go when it comes to injuries. Um, but I would say the moves along the offensive line have been positive. Now it's just, can you stay healthy? Last year, what hurt the Chiefs is that, you know, injuries happen, but they didn't have the depth to kind of withstand the number of injuries and, you know, the key injuries that, that they had to endure there at a very critical point in the season. So, you know, looking to see how, how one, they're able to gel as a pretty much entirely new group. Um, and two, you know, can they stay healthy? So I think the one position group that I have a couple of question marks about, I mean, the linebackers is kind of, you know, they, they've got Willie Gay Jr. and Nick Bolton, two young guys, but, you know, Ben Neiman's going to be stepping in, taking a lot of the snaps, they lose Damian Wilson. So there's just some question marks there and, and they need a lot out of two young. I mean, I'll call them both rookies just because Willie Gay Jr. only played, I think, 25% of the snaps last year for the Chiefs and then Nick Bolton, you know, a rookie heading into this season. So having to rely so heavily on, on two young players, two second round picks, but still two young players who are trying to get acclimated to the team, to the league, the playbook. Um, I feel like there could be some growing pains there. Hopefully not as many for Willie Gay Jr. If he can come in and have, you know, kind of a breakout start to the season, I think that'll make a lot of people, including Brett Veach, very happy. So that's a position group I'm watching, but also, you know, the wide receiver room for the Chiefs. Like you said, they lose Sammy Watkins and they went out and tried to get a few big names during a free agency. Couldn't really land any of them. Um, so that, you know, kind of just shows that that was, you know, a, a sec, a solid second receiver, bigger bodied guy was something they were going after. Couldn't get it. Um, so how, how do the players that they do have in that room, you know, kind of step up and maybe impress, uh, and exceed some expectations, Byron Pringle being one of those players. And then McCole Hartman, you know, as he enters his third league in the NFL, can he be, you know, a bit bigger part in this offense? Those are all things that I'm looking to see. When when both the tackles, you knew they were out for the Super Bowl. I don't know if this crossed, it was allowed, but it kind of crossed my mind. I think they should have called Tardif 
get him from Canada. He's obviously vaccinated before everybody else and knows the scheme. I think he could have helped. Yeah, I don't know like what the, now that I'm like trying to think back to like that time, um, like what the ruling was there. I, oh, I think- there, Absolutely, there's no chance they would have allowed it. I was like, I don't think that no, would have been possible. No. Now that I'm trying awesome, to like, the opt-out rules, but- Yeah, that's a D- Disney movie, Disney movie. Player leaves, goes to save the world, comes back mid-Super Bowl, fills the need of the gap, they win it. That's a Disney movie. Everybody well, wins. A quick thing on, on Tardy, because this was really cool. We got a chance to talk with him um, this week. I believe the first time that he, you know, had a solo press conference with the media since, you know, the 2020 season or yeah. the 2019, 2020 season. Yeah. He said that, you know, today, uh, you know, this week we're recording this on a Tuesday, June 15th. Today uh, was the first time that he put on a helmet since Miami Super Bowl when the Chiefs won. So, you know, he was uh, rooting on his team from, you know, uh, Montreal, I believe is where he was, you know, helping out with the, the pandemic and had a lot of patience rooting for the Chiefs as well and, and got to watch and stayed in touch with teammates and coaching staff and whatnot. But team's definitely happy to have him back. That's for sure. So he is back in the fold. He's ready to go, assuming for training camp? Yep, he is here. Awesome. Glad to hear. And then looking around the division, is anybody that intrigues you? You think might give him a, give him a, give him a shot? Well, you know, one of the storylines that I think is just really interesting is, you know, the Aaron Rodgers thing still. I mean, there was talks about him to the Raiders, but even bigger talks about, well, Denver Broncos. And I, for one, would be totally on board um, with Aaron Rodgers to the AFC West. I think, you know, Patrick Mahomes was quoted saying that he thinks it'd be awesome. This dude is as competitive as they come. If you're telling me that he wouldn't want to play against one of the best quarterbacks two times a regular season, then I think you're crazy. You talking about Mahomes there or Nathan Peterman? (laughs) Talking about Mahomes, but no, I I really, I think that could have been something, but um, you know, I I think, you know, Chargers have a, a really interesting young quarterback and so I'm I'm excited to see kind of what happens there and and nothing no one in the division I think is is poised this season to to dethrone the Chiefs of the first in the AFC West title but you know I think the AFC keeps getting more and more competitive um so I, I'm excited I'm excited to see you know what teams like the Bills look like this year with the Browns the Ravens you know just some of the the main ones that have been, you know, kind of in talks of, of being competitors uh, and getting closer and closer to that. And I think, you know, this is going to be big, a big season for some of those teams. Is anybody out in Kansas City like nervous at all about like, are they, are they still kind of riding that Super Bowl, the first, the win? Or is anybody nervous about anybody of these other teams in the, in the conference? Are they like, all right, we'll, we'll be all right. We just had some injuries. You know, I, I don't think so, honestly. I and And maybe it'll take the Chiefs getting beat you know, I, I mean, they got beat bad this last Super Bowl, as we saw. But, you know, there was still that understanding that, you know, Mahomes was playing on a bad toe in front of a faulty offensive line. Um, there was really nothing much that they could get going there. Um, and I think most people know that because of what they were up against, like that was very much so an outlier for them as far as, you know, what to expect from this team. I think for the Chief, for Chiefs Kingdom and Chiefs fans to start getting maybe worried or concerned is like, let's say, you know, they kind of have a, an early exit in the playoffs this year for whatever, for whatever reason, you know, I think sometimes fan bases, like, like if you had told Packers fans, for example, that the last time they would win a Super Bowl was, you know, a decade ago, people would probably said you're effing crazy. Like there's no way we're coming, you know? So I think like there is very much so that belief because there was a lot of belief in Mahomes, and rightfully so that's not going to change, but 
as we know, Patrick Mahomes, no matter how good he is, he can't do it all by himself. Um, and so, you know, injuries are a big thing. You know, the defense was the reason that they didn't make it to the Super Bowl um, in 2000, the 2018-2019 season. They got better there. Um, and then, you know, the reason that they they lost the Super Bowl this last time was because of the offensive line. And they they addressed that. So, you know, they addressed the issues. I, I think that, you know, if you're a Chiefs fan, you're pretty happy with how uh, Brett Veach and company are, are handling those different things. But, you know, I, I think Chiefs Kingdom is certainly still kind of riding that high. But, you know, they're expecting I, I think if you pulled just about anybody, everyone's expecting them to, you know, have a. I mean, maybe not undefeated regular season because I feel like that's always a. That's what Mahomes is thinking. He's I know Mahomes is saying that, um, and you know, I'm sure you'll find some Chiefs fans who think that. But as far as like you know, realistic expectations go, you know, um, I, I think if you asked just about everyone on the street, they'd say back to the Super Bowl. So. Yeah, and then I want to ask you, uh, Nick Bolton, because I know you're 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 a big Mizzou fan. Went to Mizzou. What, what do you what do you know about him? What do you think he can bring this team? I I mean I just. Nick Bolton was one of my favorite parts about watching Mizzou football last year. The goal line standing against LSU in week two was hands down one of my favorite Mizzou football moments. And, you know, I just, I think he's going to be a, a long-term asset for this, this linebacker room. And I think, you know, I'm interested to see how he develops and acclimates with the team. And, you know, we'll talk to coach and, and keep, you know, kind of hearing, you know, different, different bits and pieces out of training to see how he's doing. But I expect him to just be, be a force like he is, you know, I, I just, I think his, um, you know, some of those intangibles are, are so great. You know, he's got a great leadership qualities. He's, you know, he's tough. He's gritty. I just think like some of those things and, and the fact that he gets to go uh, and take his, his game to the next level at the, you know, professionally, just down I-70 and, and, you know, kind of get to have that Mizzou fan base and there's Mizzou connections within the Chiefs coaching staff. You know, I just think it's going to be a really great fit. So, you know, I'm more, I think, looking forward to his long-term fit within this team a bit more than I am even, you know, his rookie season. I have, you know, decent expectations for him his rookie yeah. season, but really I think that he could be a player that's here for a while and that they really build around in the linebacker room. What other, were there any other notable additions they made in free agency? Uh, I mean, Orlando Brown Jr. Oh was yeah, that, I'm just about that one. That's a, yeah. that, that's a big one. Um, what do you what do you think he can do to help them out? I, I know he he bodied Tyree Kale accidentally, but that's but that's based on what I've seen out of training or out of minicamp. Yeah, no, I think um, you know that was that was huge. They tried to go get uh, Trent Williams from uh, San Francisco, and that that didn't quite land. So I think honestly, well, that wouldn't have been fair. That would have been fair. It wouldn't have been fair. But I think no. that this is you know the next the next best. Yeah option truthfully so i mean they they needed to i at at one point you know in in free agency before they went out and signed him it was like okay so we're talking like lucas niang out on the right are they really gonna like you know draft a left tackle i mean going into the draft that's what everyone was thinking was like oh the chiefs are going to just have two basically rookie tackles after just having two like solid veterans go, like there's no way that's going to happen. Um, so I think, you know, he brings a veteran, veteran presence. He wants to play outside. So, um, you know, I'm really looking forward to seeing what he does with this team. And it was, it was a necessary get, that was to me the, the most necessary move made this off season. No, they need to move football season up. That, there's like this dead period, like now when you got, you got NBA playoffs, which are going to be ending soon. Baseball. I didn't watch a single, but I don't know if the, the Royals doing all right. They doing well. No, not too hot right now. No, they, they had like a really um, 
I, and I'll be honest with you, I'm not the biggest baseball person, but they had a good stretch. And it was, I know, like, I know the pitchers are cheating. That's what I know about baseball season. The pitchers are cheating. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, they are currently not, uh, I forget what like the win loss number is currently, but it, it's not great. They lost last night, uh, 10 to three to Detroit have another game tonight. And I just, you know, things aren't clicking They're dealing with a few injuries right now. They're like kind of big name shortstop who, you know, they're, essentially kind of building the team around hasn't really played much he's been dealing with injuries his entire career um it's just it's just not going that well and then do you have any bold predictions for their mls season i'm not really following it much is dc united are they good this year should i go to a game or is it not worth my time i don't mm, i mean i don't honestly watch as much of the eastern conference i focus mostly western conference right. because sporting i think had a couple of Eastern Conference games at the start of the season, but they don't, I mean, they're playing Western Conference opponents. So I can't give you a, a fair assessment of the right. Eastern Conference and, and, you know, maybe any hot takes there, but I think, you know, maybe this is Homer of me, but Sporting Kansas City, if they're able to hold on to John Luke Busio, who is their young 19 year old homegrown kind of star, who's a, a, an integral part of, of their midfield, of their roster, he's, you know, been drawing interest from some clubs in Europe. And there's a chance after talking with, you know, a couple of friends around the league that that move could happen um, this summer and not at the end of the season. So that would be, I think, a huge loss for the team if they're not able to hold on to him through the end of the season, just because, like I said, he's such an integral part of the team. He's so versatile for them. And as you get into some of these hot summer months, and trust me, in Kansas City, they are hot. Uh, you need that depth and you need your, you know, your top players. So to lose one of those, I think would be really, really tough. So we'll see if sporting can find a way to maneuver it where they're able to kind of, you know, work something out, but keep them, keep them in Kansas city until the end of the season. Flipping to Barcelona, see if you get messy for a couple months, see if that'll work. See maybe, maybe those dynamics go about and then have the other people talk to your people, maybe flip them back or just keep them. So we'll, we'll, we'll see MLS see. would be something else. Yeah, like, be, be, I, I really want, when Ibrahimovic was here, I really wanted it because he is electric. But like, I feel like those games were awesome. But DC had the Rooney. He didn't really do much. He got arrested at the airport one time. That's, that's all I really know is going on with the United. And that's about, that's really about it. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad soccer's kind of blown up. I know um, it's, it's more, it's, it's more, ac more accessible to watch now. And some of the times are, it's kind of more concise. I know ESPN's putting a lot of, they're especially getting, I think they're getting La Liga or one of the other ones, but, but they're, 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 the games are on at a reasonable time, but it's not 7.30 in the morning on a Saturday. So Soccer, soccer. I like that though. Really? You know, I think that, I mean, during the uh, MLS's back tournament last year, like I had talked about uh, previously, um, I want to say they had a couple of like early morning games and I'm kind of here for that. I think, you know, a lot of soccer fans, um, you know, in, in the US, there are a lot of soccer fans here, um, but it's still trying to grow the yeah. MLS fan base. Um, and, you know, I, I think what's hard for them is that a lot of their time slots um, just given how long their season is and how many, you know, sports they overlap with. I think that sometimes it's kind of hard for them to compete with in those, within those time slots with some other sports. So I feel like if they could kind of create their own niche and, and make their own, um, you know, just kind of like little pocket of, of TV air, air time and, and kind of build around that, yeah. whether it's early or I, I don't know what the, the correct answer is to that, but I think that could be kind of cool. But yeah. I know that the players enjoy the night games just because it, um, you know, is a lot cooler usually yeah. than playing at 2 p.m. like Sporting did last yeah. weekend. Yeah. Really no. 
Plus, you get Ted Lasso's coming back mid July, and then people are going to oh. probably watch that in three weeks, and they're going to be like, you know what? I got to watch soccer, and then yeah. soccer ratings go up. So everybody wins. Everybody wins. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But do appreciate you taking time. How can people follow you on social media? Keep up with you, and then check check you out when you're when you're working the games. Yeah, you can follow me at Allie Trost on Twitter and Instagram. I'm not as active on Instagram, but maybe I'll try to be TikTok. I just watch them. Not much of a creator quite yet, but yeah. So games are on Valley Sports KC. I'm also the analyst for the women's soccer team here, um, KC NWSL, also known as KC Woso. So you can uh, follow me and, you know, I, I talk about that. I talk about men's soccer. So any soccer talk that you need, also some Chiefs from time to time. We're talking about a little bit of everything. Yeah. At, at Alley Trost is where you can find me. Awesome, awesome. Well, always a pleasure. Do appreciate you taking the time. I know you got a, a zillion things going on. Do appreciate you taking time to chat. Thanks, Zach.